Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for choosing to go skidooing with us. We all have learned many of life's little lessons and certainly have found some of them more helpful than others. Daniel has developed a series of skidooing episodes that he thinks represent priority lessons. Those are lessons we should all take to heart. Please listen to this episode and consider whether you agree with Daniel. Special people and the loving touch. Pass it on very carefully, especially to young people. Do you know what it is and are you passing it on? It was passed on to you when you were a kid, and now it's your turn. The youngster may live at your house, deliver your paper, be playing across the street, or just walk by, but pass it on you do. Is it warm and gentle, friendly and accepting? If so, it feels like acceptance and being valued, inclusion and being important. If it's cold and indifferent, detached and suspicious, it feels like, well you know how it feels. Give more emphasis to being a better model for kids than to molding them. As you pass it on, remember that you are the model. To be a great model, you have to walk the walk, talk the talk, have all the right moves, and amaze your fans. If you have kids or hang around with someone who does, you have already got an enthusiastic following, and follow you they will. Given time, they will walk your walk, talk your talk, and your moves will be theirs. You are the model and they are your work in progress. Take care of your stuff. There is stuff others expect you to do, stuff you are responsible for, and stuff that unexpectedly comes up from time to time that only you can handle. If you are too busy, too tired, or overcommitted elsewhere to attend to your stuff, don't expect much from your family and don't be surprised if they aren't there for you when you need them. Mom isn't conveniently in the next room, ready to clean up your toothpaste or any other messes you make. How I got the toothpaste all over me and my new shirt doesn't matter anymore, but even at 6, I knew I couldn't get it back into the tube for my mother. Call my dilemma the toothpaste principle. It also applies to harsh words, bad decisions, little things that get out of hand, and a lot of other opportunities that come and go, not to return. You can't undo what is already done, and it's no longer your mother you have to account to. Taking the first step with people who are special to you will best serve your interests. Think about someone special to you with whom you aren't getting along very well. Now, consider taking personal responsibility for your side of the relationship. You do this by being interested in and valuing the other person's ideas point of view, and activities. Listen to what the other person has to say, ask questions about what they have been doing, find out what is important to them, and remember what they have shared with you. You are making it easier for them to have a better relationship with you. When people share their troubles, listen to the feelings, offer a little empathy, and follow that up with tangible help. Listen to the feelings instead of only hearing the words. For example, I'm about to lose it, going to school, my job, the kids, and everything. Responding only to the words, 
You might have said, if I were you, I'd, the exact advice doesn't matter, since you likely wouldn't appreciate or follow the same advice anyway, especially if it came from someone else. Instead, you respond to the feelings, that's rough, but I will be helping you. Don't repeat what you hear about other people, don't repeat personal things others tell you about themselves, and only share private matters with people who have proven themselves to be trustworthy. When you listen to other people's feelings and share yours with them, there is a secret that the truly trustworthy take for granted. They simply assume that little people talk about other people, medium-sized people talk about things, and the big guys talk about ideas. Ben Franklin or some other certified big guy probably said that first, but once little people have let the cat out of the bag, even Ben himself couldn't put it back. Let this serve as a wake-up call warning you to never be the one who frees the cat. Within the loving touch, life is at its fullest reality. There are private matters and then there are private matters. And the loving touch certainly qualifies as a private matter that comes in many flavors. A sentimental card or candy in a pretty box may be today's flavor as may be an expensive present or a warm embrace. Flowers and a romantic dinner may at times work as well. Whatever form it takes, the loving touch means that it's an uncommon moment, a moment for special friends and lovers. But alas, the cards will be read and the candy eaten. Expensive presents discarded and sincere words forgotten. In time the flowers will wilt and the romantic dinner become but yesterday's fond memory. Something more is needed, a loving touch not to fade, not to be forgotten. This touch needs to last longer than the day and keep reminding, keep saying, I love you. This spirit is hard to capture in a well-intended gift or simple verse. It isn't to be found in things you can touch and hold. Rather, the spirit of a loving touch is in the bond between friends, within the tie that binds. It is hard to define but impossible to miss. To give the loving touch that lasts, the kind that keeps saying, I love you, fill it with added value that lasts far beyond the moment. What are the extras that make the loving touch linger past the moment? The added value includes affection anytime your beloved needs a hug, and just as your beloved accepts you, Warts and all, it's a two-way street, but there also are ingredients far less adult, far less mature. They are playful and gentle, spontaneous and mischievous. They are full of fun and good times, private games and warm summer evenings. These ingredients are for you and your beloved and for all the little kids like you who have to sometimes act your age, be adults, take care of business, and do what you need to do as best you can. Your saying, I love you, should mean that you can be entrusted with the key to your beloved's heart. The tie that binds is more than the entwining of lover and beloved. Being friends and being partners are equally important ingredients in the glue that forms the bond. Think of your relationship as a triangle with lovers, friends, and partners as its sides. Love, then, is a force that binds the sides together, the key to richness and risk danger and opportunity, and you are the guardian of the key. If your friendship's going down the tube isn't anyone's fault, then nurturing your friendship wasn't anyone's responsibility. What happened? 
You used to be happy, knew what kind of reactions you were going to get from each other and how things would go. Your world wasn't always rosy, but the two of you could handle it. When things weren't going well, you talked about it. You worked it out, but lately both of you are tied up in knots. You are always on edge, and you could cut the tension with a knife. Anymore, you don't even go through the motions of caring about each other's feelings or acting like you care what is being said. It's just one of those things. When either of you gives up on your partnership, that is all she wrote, as they say. Your partnership is a shared responsibility and can quickly go down the tube, so what happened? You used to be great partners, would talk and decide together what was important, what your priorities were. You were always upfront with each other about what you thought about things and were open to the other's ideas and opinions. You didn't always agree but it worked. If there were problems, you worked them out and didn't blame or accuse or threaten. You were a team, always found a solution you both could live with, but you were trying a little harder, gave a little more and were more responsible than your partner. That wasn't fair and is why you quit trying. Oh well, it's just another one of those things. When you feel the magic slipping away, concentrate more on being a better lover than on being loved better. It may be all she wrote for your being lovers. You know how it goes. It's just one of those things. Sure. It used to be magic. You and your lover each knew what the other wanted, how to scratch the itch, so to speak. Lovemaking was passion at its best and most intense. You were considerate of each other's feelings, each other's needs. No one was in charge, no one gave more or got less. It wasn't that kind of thing anyway. It was magic and you took turns being the magician. But one thing lead to another and then to another and it was gone. But now you finally get it, even if a bit late. Just as beauty is in the eye of the beholder, love is in the heart of the one who is loved. There is just about enough time for one last six pack. This one is special for its six slots contain special ingredients for special people. By this time. You can handle the whole six pack at once and it's good you are ready to go for the gusto since you are about to learn the secret recipe for creating the loving touch this special recipe for lovingly combining the time tested ingredients has been protected and tenderly passed down, hand to hand, through the generations. Share the loving touch with people who are special to you every chance you get. Acceptance is the first ingredient in the loving touch. It lets special people know that you accept them as is, don't want to change them, don't want them to change. You then blend in affection, knowing that too much applies to many things but never to affection sincerely offered. As you mix the ingredients with love and sincere goodwill, gentleness is the secret technique the masters have perfected and you refine in ways that convey the uniqueness of your loving touch. It's the perfect complement to being fully involved in the moment. Without distraction, without reservation. You have almost got it just right, are nearing perfection, but it still needs a dash of this and a pinch of that, the special spices that bring out the rich flavor of the loving touch. They are spontaneity and playfulness. 
Your loving touch is always there, only awaiting a gesture, a feeling, the slightest of signs that it's wanted and valued. It sparkles with joy, enthusiasm, and that indescribable but familiar extra that is in a child's laughter, a lover's smile, in the magical connection when special people share the loving touch. Thanks for the chance to go skidooing with you. Stop back soon.